We are the Pod Fellas. Welcome back. This episode was originally recorded back in March for the release of The Batman in theaters. However, we decided to hold off on releasing it so we could time it with a film coming to HBO Max. So go ahead and have a listen. And hopefully, the back and forth on what the best Batman movie really is is entertaining for you all. On to the show. If you're good at something, never do it for free. You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. I bought you. <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. We are the Film Drifters. We are going to do something a little bit different with this episode. We normally follow a certain format and we have like our big intro at the beginning and then we do certain things in the middle. We want to kind of change it up Uh, more than anything. We just want to get our thoughts out there for this episode because John is here with me. Say hello, John. Hello, guys. We are going to be reviewing the Batman today. And uh, it's actually been a while since we watched it. We wanted to do this review earlier, but we figured better late than never. We're just going to talk about this movie, get our thoughts out there. Um, I don't have, I have no notes in front of me, and uh, I think John, you have minimal notes as well, because we just want to talk about this film and just really just react to what we saw. And uh, hopefully, with little to no editing, we're just going to put this out there uh, so that y'all can hear what we think about this movie. So. First things first, you and I watched this with uh, our good friend Will. We caught an IMAX screening, and we all walked out, and we were pretty much like, damn, that was a really good movie, but we also had to kind of collect our thoughts and figure out like how we really felt about it. So yeah. you loved this movie. Um, we all did, and I think, though, you loved it more than us. Uh, it's been about a week and a half since the film. Do you love it as much today as when you first saw it, more or less? You tell me, John. Mm, I think I love it more. Okay, why? The more, the more I thought about it. Uh, well, I mean, I'll just start off right away. I think, yeah, like you hit it on Daniel. I think right when we came out, I think we were all just kind of trying to digest everything because it was a lot packed into, obviously, a three-hour movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it was so dense. I think that's, after thinking about it, that's why I was kind of having so many questions. Not mm-hmm. particularly like, like, it was in a negative way, like, why did this happen and that, but more of just trying to figure out everything that was unfolding in the film. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, the, a big, yeah, big reason why I love it more now is the more I talk to people, and obviously I watch um, some reviews and, and kind of like the backstory of, of, of the makers and everything, and it just, it kind of makes everything more click. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to people and their negatives about it, and I realize it's it's one of those things. I feel like I wanted to watch it be- again before I, you know, talk to you about it, but it, you know, I didn't, just didn't get to it. But um, I feel like the when people watch it again, people will pick up on so many new things. It's one of those movies because it's so dense with information and what goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's probably partly uh, why I like it more now than okay coming out. Yeah. So I think that this review, at least for me, is going to really play itself out with a lot of comparisons because there have been so many Batman movies and many of them have been very good. Many were obviously very bad. We won't talk about those in this podcast. But for me, like I've made it very clear in past episodes, The Dark Knight to me is the second greatest movie ever made. And, uh, you know, I can get into all that. Uh, but I'm not going to because then, you know, I'd basically be rehashing a, a, an older episode of ours. But yeah. uh, so first things first, I wanted to ask you, the obvious comparison is to The Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of maybe the tone, it's somewhat similar, even though obviously this one is a lot darker. Um, I am going to ask you a question based off of some of the some of the text messages you sent to me. You okay. were watching The Dark Knight one night, one night and you were kind of pointing out certain things that didn't make as much sense to you. And I yeah. felt like you were comparing this movie directly to the Batman. So let me ask you after mm. rewatching the dark Knight, how does the Batman rank against that film? Well, let me preface by saying, I think I wasn't watching rewatching the dark Knight to in comparison. I was watching, mm-hmm. I rewatched the Batman, Batman returns, Batman forever, uh, Batman long Halloween, um, Hush. Mm. I, I rewatched pretty much uh, like as much Batman content I could find to not compare necessarily, but to view them again in a fresh light, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and then after maybe um, to kind of uh, view this Batman in a separate way, 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like comparing it to the other movies, but like how good is this now? Like just as this film, like the positives or negatives, not like comparing it to Dark Knight and oh, it didn't have this that Dark Knight did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wasn't. Um, so if that makes sense, yeah. Like I think comparing it, I do believe it's unfair to really kind of put it uh, as a comparison in terms of like. Like I said, the Dark Knight does this and the Batman does that. But I think those questions I was asking, it's more about like as a standalone film, how great is the Dark Knight, right? And then the Batman, how great is that film? You know, is that, mm-hmm. does that make sense? And then yeah. after that, you have can you say okay, which film is better? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, um, for entertainment value, I'm still you know we're gonna go over our, our top five later but uh i think i have it the batman slightly ahead of the dark knight um i i think i understand you know i've heard uh you talk about the the dark knight over and over and i'm I'm with you as one of the the greatest films ever made but i think the batman it every way you think about filmmaking it hit checked all the boxes in in the highest form directing cinematography acting script story arc um and and i just kind of the more like i said the more i think about it i think it just it just kind of went to more of the positive so Mm -hmm. um yeah at the end what i would say is there is the tipping point would be the negative things the very little obviously to each film um the dark knight was a little more stand stands out than the negative of the Batman. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are some, I, I enjoyed this movie very much. Uh, yeah. There are some kind of glaring negatives for me, um, meaning that they stuck out quite a bit, but it, you know, wasn't so big or distracting that it took me out of the movie. Right. Um, I mean, one big thing is that I just wasn't really a fan of the, the Bruce Wayne portrayal. Um, and mm. I believe they, they talked about this in the making of, um, you know, the, it was very intentional that they wanted Batman on screen more and that, if anything, Batman is kind of who he really is and right. Bruce is the mask. But right. really, we see re- one scene where he is out there in public surrounded by people and he pretty much is like a recluse and he doesn't know how to act. I've never seen that style of Bruce Wayne before mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I have to say that, like, for me, Bruce Wayne was supposed to be that alter ego, the, the front, you know, to, to hide the darkness. And in this case, and maybe it's just because, obviously, this is, like, what, his second year as the Batman. He's still struggling quite a bit. And by the end of the movie, he goes through an entire character arc where he realizes he's supposed to mean something to the city. And maybe that'll kind of maybe play itself out and he won't be such a recluse in future movies. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Pattinson was a great Batman. I, I don't know... I just wasn't a fan of, of the Bruce Wayne sections of this film, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that, I, I that's, agree. yeah, that, that's one thing where it's not to say I didn't really like it. I just didn't enjoy that portrayal as much as let's say how uh, Christian Bale played Bruce Wayne or how right. even I, um, someone like Val Kilmer played him to, to be honest yeah. with you. But that, that's I, I, more I, a choice. Yeah. Not, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think you're talking it out. I think it's more of a choice um, because after looking through it, like it, it, during the movie when when I was seeing him play in that more somber, um, I want to say shy, more traumatized person dealing with his problems, Bruce Wayne, rather mm-hmm. than the um, you know outwardly flashy, uh, fla- um, playboy Bruce yeah. Wayne, it 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 made sense. Like the beauty of this film, why I think it stands separately in each individual yeah. batman um, you have to kind of view yeah. it with a different lens is because you know they're, they're trying to achieve different things yeah this is a different type of batman in this world that plays different so kind of like the multiverse right you have yeah. different um, universes that have portrayed a different thing and um yeah I, I i think that's very valid when you are watching a batman film you want certain things to play out a certain way um but i think uh, if if they if Pattinson and Matt Reeves wanted him to portray it in that way, like an emo Batman, then, and and it didn't uh, complete the character or fit with the story, then I totally would agree that it was a glaring kind of mistake. But because it kind of played with it, 
and you see the inner struggle that he's completely immersed in Batman and not Bruce Wayne. And that's like such a secondary character for him. Um, I think that's what it, why it made sense to me that they went that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of leads, I guess, to one positive thing that I saw is that in every Batman movie that I've seen so far, really, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to point out one film which people are going to laugh at in terms of like yeah. uh, that. That was one good thing about that Batman movie. But basically yeah. every Batman movie I've ever seen, really, Batman doesn't have an arc. He is the same mm-hmm. guy before as he was after. And there are, you know, maybe a few slight, um, you know, images where we do see that he he goes through a change you know batman begins he's searching for himself and a reason right. uh, uh, for you know belonging and a reason for for living and, and he finds that but in terms of just a character arc where someone changes from the beginning to the end i, I really only saw that in this film um <laughs> because basically he thinks he is here just to you know enact vengeance upon right. you know these right. terrible people in, in the I world vengeance. yeah and in that same way it's like i think this was very very purposeful in that opening scene where he kind of comes up against that that mob of, of face painted thugs mm-hmm. he beats some of them to a bloody pulp but the person that he's trying to save right he looks at him as if like <laughs> he just looks at him coldly <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if you're okay or you know i'm not even here to save you i'm just here yeah. to beat up these guys you yeah know? and then that compared to that last scene where he says i realize that i'm actually meant to be a beacon of hope you know right so he has a full arc from from beginning to end right. the right. only real other really time i saw that i mentioned batman begins but i don't really think of it as an arc i think of it as a journey yeah. movie but well, uh, funny enough batman forever val kilmer's bruce wayne has a similar arc he's still dealing with um mm-hmm. and you know certain aspects of his parents death and that he actually yeah. changes but you know i say that in jest because most people hate that movie yeah. but this <laughs> was actually yeah it handled that arc very very well yeah yeah, I think it was really well done. I, well, I, I would say that The Dark Knight does have kind of a story arc because that ending totally pushes it to yeah. make it. Like, he becomes the Dark Knight, quotations, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it totally makes him kind of who he is to... That leads him to The Dark Knight Rises, you know? Mm-hmm. This this beaten hero. Uh, so, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. As a beat. I, I, I respect Val Kimmer's Batman. It's, like I said, it's I think each one movie has its own positives and they tried to do that i think with val kilmer mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah um a few other things i want to talk about here in terms yeah. of just comparisons to other movies i really did like his suit quite a bit uh it for me was like a, a throwback to you know the the arkham series in, in video games yeah. where batman had a had a more heavily armored um you know suit and i appreciate that quite a bit uh in comparison to christian bale's suit i still love christian bale's um, a, yeah. little, a little bit more, but in terms of just like, I think the cowl itself, I really did enjoy Rob Pattinson's uh, mask. And uh, I, I actually like the, the I, I don't know if this is a word, the utilitarianism of, of, of his suit. He's wearing yeah. like what looks like combat boots and his pants yeah. are very much just like heavily like, it almost it's looks like, like cargo like, pants. Yeah. yeah, cargo pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just kind of ghetto <laughs> at the same time. But I love how this movie embraces embrace like kind of the, the messiness of learning how to be a superhero for the first time there wasn't any of that in the christian bell series he was always pol- polished he always knew you know how to how to be how to act in, in any given scene but yeah. you know in this movie it's like pattinson kind of runs in guns blazing without really looks like he doesn't even really have a plan yeah and uh yeah it's, it's, it's a it, callback it, to the like like in dark knight like he he you see that he's playing off of the billionaire right so if you had a lot of money, his suit reflects that. Yeah, you know it's like already enhanced technology that uh, Fox gives him. Yeah. But this one, it, it plays. It's it's that detailed. Like it says, it says, oh, let's take away the billionaire vibe. He's still. We know he's rich, and he has these um access accessibility to these things. But he he's kind of this ruggedness kind of thread throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, with the cargo pants and the boots and stuff. So yeah. with the stitched leather cowl, like it's yeah. It's 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 pretty awesome to see that they they fully own that arc. So you yeah. take away like that billionaire vibe of it, and it totally yeah. works with the suits as well. The the stitching was a nice touch, I will say that. Um, and there was a certain like just ruggedness. He had like those gigantic shoulder pads, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. he had like those things attached to his forearms, which you know mm-hmm. he he would use in you know. Yeah, they kind I, of I, remind you of the Black Widow's kind of forearm electrical yeah. things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you so, did you did you yeah. think? Well, I don't know if you're gonna、uh, go to this, but uh-huh, uh-huh.、Uh, some people said the negative about his suit is it's too damn bulletproof. You know, like he just gets shot a lot, and 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 some people had a negative reaction to that. What do you think about the that, suit thing? That、so? he was fine, even though he、yeah. got shot a lot. Yeah, with machine guns. I mean, the, he had a, a you know pretty harsh throwback and a, effect from a huge a point blank shotgun shot. But、yeah. um, for the most part, he was going with like semi automatics, and he just kind of blazed through them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had I had some issue with that. It wasn't a huge thing.、Um, I, I had certain issues with it. Uh, I mean, he was literally getting yeah that one scene where you see in the trailer where it's just pitch black and then the、yeah. machine gun fire is illuminating the entire frame. Yeah,、um, he, he was literally getting shot by machine gun fire, like、yeah. you know, <laughs> two feet away. <laughs> yeah. So、uh, it's fine. Uh, I, I I'll buy that. The the things、yeah. that I had issues with even more than that is like okay, he's got a bulletproof suit. Maybe it's like super super bulletproof. Yeah. Um, I had issues with some of the other things. Like, how does he get? These contact lenses that act as cameras, and even more so, this、mm-hmm. car you're driving—it doesn't look like any other car out there. So it's not like you're modding a, a car. It looks like he somehow had this car built, and in one of the scenes, the engine is like removed out of the car, and it's、yeah. like, wait, did you build that engine? Like, did you get the engine? Are you putting the engine in? When did you become a mechanic?、Um, your your car <laughs> is literally look like just like. Developed and and built from scratch, including this engine. And are, how are you able to drive something like this? Do you have like a pit crew or, or something like that? <laughs> so like I had a, I had issue with where he was getting his tech from. You know,、uh, in, in the Dark Knight trilogy, it was clearly explained. It's Wayne Tech. He's getting it from yeah. Lucius here. Yeah. I don't know. He's developing it, and when does he have time? When did he、yeah. have time to finish the car in the middle of the search for the Riddler? I don't know. Well, he he. Well, I think he he probably made it in year one.、Um, Because this is, this is、um, specifically year two, as Mary、okay. said, and and so building all that. So when you see him riding motorcycle most of the time, you see in his his garage or his bat cave, so to speak, is you know a train station. You see it's like a it's kind of like a garage、um, with chains and everything. So I think like the bat mobile bat car per se. I think more like it it made sense because it was a muscle car. It was straight up a muscle car. It sounded like it, and so you see the flames made sense. Um, I mean, the wing kind of fenders is obviously a callback to the first Batman、um, Batmobile, but、uh, I, I saw it as a muscle car, so I, I I think it's very it makes sense. It didn't have like a rocket launcher or anything, you know, like he didn't come out of it like、um, like it's you know the Wayne Tech in the Dark Knight is 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 almost more of a stretch because you kind of believe it because it's not as grounded, right? So it's like oh, he has billions of dollars. They how do they get that technology? With the you know like nobody knows that that's even out there, but this one I didn't really see other than maybe like the super bulletproof suit.、Um, the car didn't throw me off too much. I saw it as like a you know、um, Toretto's muscle car <laughs> souped up you know? <laughs> with like bulletproof、um, tank armor on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah. That that's、yeah. that's a fair explanation.、Um, yeah. Let's talk about Paul Dano.、Um, yeah. How was he as a villain? For you, was he enough of a villain in this movie? He's the main villain, right?、Um, yeah. Colin yeah. Farrell's the Penguin, who was great,、uh, mm-hmm. and you know, hope, we'll hopefully get a chance to talk about him. But as、mm-hmm. as being the one that drove the action here, how was he? Yeah, I think、uh, I think he was great in terms of what they try to achieve in that world.、Um, you know, everybody wanted to. I've always said I wanted to see a serial killer.、Uh, Like Zodiac type Riddler because that totally makes sense. He's the guy, you know, like in Batman movies, he's giving you these riddles. He wants you to solve it, and he's a crazy guy. But、um, in the real world, what type of criminal would that be? In a grounded person, then that will be a Zodiac type of guy who wants to leave clues and gets recognized for them. So sort of in a way, like they totally、um, took inspiration from Seven, and I think even him purposely getting captured, it was like a direct callback to. Seven and even in his apartment with those bunch of scribble notepads, that was a callback to Seven.、Um, so it was very、uh, dark, real portrayal of Riddler that I really、uh, loved seeing because it's, I was like, oh, this is what I thought. This they're 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 really producing it and making it to be reality. So、mm-hmm. um, I, I think I think he did a great job. Obviously, Paul Dano is a amazing actor. He, I think he played certain type of like mentally. A、uh, pers- uh, person who he plays a person with the mental issues before,、um, in、uh, what's that movie with Daniel Day、uh, Lewis? 
Oh, there will be blood, yeah. Yeah, there will be blood. So kind of in, in that vein, um, the way he like kind of, you know, uh, 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 says his words and, and elongates, like says Bruce Wayne, you know, like he has these modulations with his voice and stuff like that. Um, I think he, he just uh, has that character. So yeah. I think it was a great, you almost never see him fight physically with Batman. And I think that's the beauty of this. Like, yeah. Um, like I was thinking, uh, I was watching somebody talk about it, the, the Dark Knight and this, where even in the integration room, in the Dark Knight, Joker and the Batman, he physically encounters him, and they have a fight scene at the end. But with with the Riddler, it's uh, his genius as a criminal is you don't you don't even need to he doesn't even need to be there, right? He's masterminding these things. So there's a lot of like parallels to Joker and Riddler um, that I think people kind of want to compare. And they're they're um, somebody was saying that they're that they they jokerize the villains now. Like they're afraid that because Joker Heath Ledger Joker was so iconic, they're gonna make all the Batman villains be you know some shade of him. But I think this is very drastically specifically different because they took they understood who Riddler was, they understood the assignment, and uh, made him fit in the movie perfectly with the detective type of. Yeah, um, the movie that it was. So I think they they used the villain. They picked the right villain for the story. Yeah, I think that, you know, that that's what made it work. For me, the scariest scene with him is when he's not wearing a mask, and yeah. uh, it's that scene where uh, you know Batman visits the Riddler, and the Riddler is already in Arkham, um, and uh, yeah, he is basically kind of revealing his plan, which normally doesn't really come off very well. Um, you know, when a bad guy is like twir- twirling his mustache, but here it made sense yeah. because the way he's talking to the Batman is he's like almost saying, yeah, we're the same. Like we have the same background. I know who you are and, and we operate kind of within the same circles. So he almost looked at the Batman incorrectly as like a partner or an ally. And he's filling him in on this plan, kind of like the way a friend might fill another friend in at a bar. That that was really really interesting. It was his fatal flaw, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you know, of course, all bad guys have it. But yeah, that scene was just so eerie, and just twisted the way he yeah. talked and the way he just like lived in that character. It really, it's just a two shot, right? Camera yeah. on on you know Dano, camera mm-hmm. on uh, on Batman, and there's glass between them. But it was like the most intense version of that type of scene right. that like I've ever witnessed, you know, yeah. in, in a movie. It was like ninety nine percent Daniel talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Pattinson had very little lines in this yeah. movie. Uh, I, I want to revisit a couple other things um, that I think you mentioned earlier. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, technically this movie is great. Uh, I would say technically it's the best Batman uh, ever. The the DP of, of this film also DP'd uh, Dune. I believe he's not yeah. for an Academy Award uh, for Greg that. Fraser. Yeah, he might be the next great. I think. Just yeah, amazing. but it was phenomenal. The the places they place, how they place the camera, the lighting, mm-hmm. everything in this movie was, was a masterpiece, and uh, it was oftentimes shot and lit almost like an independent film, which led it yeah. to a certain grim reality and eeriness to everything. Uh, and you know, like here's some things that maybe people praise that I actually don't really appreciate that much is mm-hmm. uh, this movie was too much like some movies that came in the past. It paid too much like homage mm-hmm. to certain mm-hmm. films like you know we talked about zodiac yeah seven yeah uh, little elements of fight club i would even say right mm-hmm. um that's almost kind of how i saw it i thought like yeah you know, the way you know uh, tyler durden and, and edward norton's character I, f- I forgot his name but it's yeah. like they were hatching some like crazy plan at the end of that movie and that's kind of like the way i thought uh you know edward it's not Edward Nigma here. I forgot what his last name is, but that's kind of how the Riddler saw the Batman as a partner, right? Yeah. So there's so much of of kind of what I've seen before, and it was yeah. cool. It's like I love that they took it here, and it didn't yeah. bother me as much when I first saw it. But the more I think about it now, I'm like, okay, a little too much homage, a little too much like yeah. like like those movies, even yeah. like shot for shot. And I think, yeah, you know, well, when they go into uh, you know Paul Dano's home, it, it's like I saw this before. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that that did bother me a little bit. Absolutely. Did it bother you at I, all? I think I think that is you hit the nail on the head. I think with the my biggest probably um, negative about this film is I think it was a little too much of a homage to to the other movies. And it, as much as they wanted to kind of make their original, which I think they achieved achieved in the Batman universe per se, but 
um, filmically, like, you know, people who know those films, it's like, whoa, yeah, like you said, we've seen this before. Uh, but they put it together. I mean, they, I think they, they just put, took pieces of all the great stuff and just they made it as great. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a achievement itself as well. Okay, now you know plot spoilers. Um, what did you think of the potential for this Joker in f- future movies? Are you excited to see what they do with it, or were you like, uh, uh, I believe it was? I think you and I did this review, right? Uh, Barry, I, I think his last name is Kagan, but he was uh, last seen in the Eternals. I felt like yeah. he kind of stole that movie. Yeah. Um, so you know, I want to ask you in this movie, he was on screen for what, like two three minutes. What are your thoughts? Is he something uh, that you're gonna you're eager to see, or or were you? I was still personally hoping, like, please God, somehow bring Joaquin Phoenix into this, but yeah, doesn't look like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I've heard or heard or read somewhere that Matt Reeves specifically said he's not gonna bring Joaquin Phoenix Joker into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole different thing. I, I'm excited for he's gonna try to do the the Arkham, um, like a like a TV limited series thing. Mm. Um, just like how they're doing a spinoff um, with the Penguin series, but mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Um, but with the Joker, he's such like the bad guy for Batman. It's and, and that's probably you know Batman is is great. One of the main reasons is because of his villains, and Joker is like the iconic villain. I have mixed feelings because as much as I want to see different iterations of the Joker. I kind of mm-hmm. want them to leave him alone for a bit. Yeah, like yeah, there, there's other characters, and especially if if it's gonna be this grounded world, um, I'm excited to see. Like obviously, you know, if people um, know the comic book Batman's like the the Court of Owls and and Hush and all that stuff, as they totally um, uh, kind of took inspiration for this movie. But um, I think the Court of Owls they might go in that direction. The Black Mask. They have ton of other kind of like new generation um, grounded villains. I think they can touch upon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if they bring Joker back, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna get a great actor to play him. Um, and they, it, it just kind of, you know, what's funny? I actually um, kind of a side tangent, but about the Joker still is, um, they said they, uh, I think Nolan somewhere. I don't know if this is factor or not. But he might. He was planning to do a Joker versus the Riddler for the third. Uh, so the Dark Knight Rises was supposed to be that type of plot. Mm-hmm. Um, if Heath Ledger was still alive, and I think that would have been kind of uh, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh shoot, what if Nolan did a Joker versus Riddler team up against Batman kind of thing? Mm. That would have been a crazy uh, story, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, coming back. Uh, yeah, I think Joker. I think people. I. I'd rather. I don't really. I'm indifferent to seeing him again. Mm-hmm. I'm just more excited on what Matt Reeves and this Batman universe can tackle for yeah. the other Batmans. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do we feel about Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle? Well, how how does she rank in your uh, in your list of cat cat women's women's cat women yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's kind of the similar i actually it's actually i was thinking about this it's harder than putting ranking the batmans like christian bale or mcgiddon and all of them because i feel like the each cat woman very different origin very stories different very origin different origin story yeah. yeah very different takes um yeah i would say uh, uh you know hard. halle berry aside uh, yeah. <laughs> there was no bad Catwoman. They were all pretty good. Um, I liked this one the best personally because she was the most grounded and she had a certain uh, way of, of moving, a certain physicality uh, that seemed very feline, even more so than um, you know Anne Hathaway or even uh, you know Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, let's be honest, Michelle Pfeiffer was thrown from a building, was resuscitated by cats, and then all of a sudden had the ability to somersault like 50 times yeah. and get shot yep. <laughs> multiple times. It's like, you know... It's like the longest it's, take it's, of a somersault. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not grounded at all, but yeah. still I buy it because she was just so, so great. But here... That's, that's the greatness of that yeah. Batman, yeah. 
Yeah, there was a vulnerability to this Selena Kyle that was not there before. A yeah. certain likability, a certain street smartness um, mm-hmm. that I just didn't get from Anne Hathaway or Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you get more of the backstory and, and the intentions of her actions. Yeah, just does. that first scene. I think we, we meet her. She pulls the wig off. She's like chewing gum and she just cracks that safe. It's just so like just identifiable, likable, grounded, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. her chemistry with, with uh, Rob Pattinson was real. It was like... Yeah. yeah. I like I that really they go buy... back to the, the love yeah. story. Like yeah. Batman the Batman and Catwoman love story. I like that they brought it back because in the Dark Knight series, they kind of nibble at it a little bit, but it's never really there. Yeah. Um, it, like it was, you know, with Michelle, Fuff, Michelle Pfeiffer and Keaton. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't really think Keaton and Pfeiffer... Had, had great chemistry. I love that line, but that was more in the screenwriting when they're dancing. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think, uh, I forgot who says it the first time, but this time it swaps and they say, you know, uh, mistletoe can be poisonous if you eat it. And then I think a kiss can be just as poisonous or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they say it again. That was like, oh, that that's a, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't really get any sort of chemistry from Hathaway Bale, but here it, it was yeah. palpable. It was like real. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah, and I, like you can totally tell. Uh, oh, I was gonna go call back. I think it's relevant to this um, when with his scenes with um, throughout, but with Catwoman as well. Uh, Pattinson does a lot with his eyes. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of close-up shots of his eyes, and his just his reaction to seeing things. You know, he he doesn't say a lot. Kind of like he reminded me of uh, Ryan Gosling in Drive. You know, he didn't say a lot, but there's this intensity when he's in the in the in the scene. And he's taking everything in, even the detective scenes with Jim Gordon, um, which Jeffrey Wright did an amazing job, I think, um, just kind of playing off him, um, not doing too much. And then, you know, like it just all his reactions to that whole scene with Paul Dano, um, you know, in the cell. And and so he they do a lot with his eyes. And I think he did that on purpose and probably why they casted Rob Pattinson, because, you know, he has that kind of somber quietness about it. Right. I'm going to take this movie apart a, a little more. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't like, I loved Andy Serkis as Alfred. I didn't like how he was so underused, right? Yeah. That um, was one of my negatives as well. Yeah. Uh, I love the parts that they did, but I wanted more of that. Yeah. And then uh, he's barely around for half the movie. He opens yeah. that letter that was meant for Bruce. It nearly kills him, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Bruce Wayne says to him, <laughs> as he's almost like, he almost died he's lying in bed he's all cut up he says you lied to me alfred what about hey how are you sorry about that letter it's just like dude come on man that didn't throw me off because i think he he was he's so detached like you see it like he like you're not my dad you know like he's so detached from his family and maybe that was kind of the yeah the like he tries to play the father son and and you know yeah growing up I'm just trying to put myself in his uh, Bruce Wayne shoes, like, you know, without both parents yeah. and somebody else takes care of you all your life. You kind of feel detached knowing that, you know, they're not my, yeah. they're not my, he's not my father. So I think there's a little bit of that. And then obviously it's right after he, you know, his world breaks apart with, you know, the news about his parents and all that stuff. So I think he goes to the only person that was like, hey, what the heck you're supposed to. Yeah, you know, say all the truth. That that whole scene didn't play well to me in that yeah. in the hospital room, and, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. First off, uh, I thought the plot got just really convoluted in there, um, mm. in the sense that uh, Carmine Falcone told Bruce Wayne a lie with some truth in it, right? Which yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne now brings to Alfred, and Alfred said, "No, he only kind of lied to you, in that your dad did." have this wanted to have this guy roughed up but Falcone took it further so he could have dirt on your dad and yeah. then you know all of a sudden when he thought that he owned your dad then the Maroni came in yeah it's intentions it, it, though it yeah. just intentions was too yeah. too convoluted so that's one level of the scene that didn't work the second is is the emotional aspect of that scene when mm-hmm. Alfred reached out his hand and Bruce Wayne took it it seemed very cold and detached and like there was mm-hmm. no chemistry but then yeah. again Maybe that's how it was meant to be because yeah. we know very, very much that Bruce Wayne really just cares about vengeance, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah that one, that scene just didn't fit that well. The other thing yeah. I had is, was he really that good of a detective? This was a, detect- a detective movie, yet Alfred yep. solved all of his ciphers for him. He yep. said a few cool things here and there, but I still think the greatest detective scene I've ever seen in a movie was when mm-hmm. um, Christian Bale's Batman was trying to lift fingerprints out of a shattered bullet. 
and then he uses that okay. machine gun. Yeah, that's that, that's uh, real uh, forensics work. That's ridiculous to me. I I can't. I still can't <laughs> believe that he did that. And oh, he got bulletproofs out of like reshooting bullets into the same thing, and then somehow magically got a fingerprint. Like that didn't make sense to me. All right. So what do you give this movie? Uh, four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I give it. Yeah. Somewhere between three and a half and four stars. I, I just Oof. barely rounded up to four. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it was still still in my top five. We'll talk about yeah. the top five in a little bit, but it's still there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can watch The Batman in theaters, and it should be coming to HBO Max, I believe, sometime in mid-April. We'll take a short break and come back, and uh, we'll go ahead and go through our top five Batman movies. Stay tuned. We're back. All right, top five Batman movies. Let's go. What's your number five? Number five, Batman Begins. I think, uh, okay. yeah, obviously it's the origin, one of the better, I mean, the only origin, really, mm-hmm. um, a full standalone origin. So I just yeah. think it started off the new, uh, that Christian Bale universe really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I have that a little higher on my list. My number five is uh, Batman Returns. I actually didn't like this movie as much when I first saw it, but it definitely grew on me. It's a lot darker than the first Batman, but um, I really love Michelle Pfeiffer's take on this character. I mean, really, Danny DeVito and her are just completely hamming it up. Like, literally, like, Danny DeVito is just eating raw fish. (laughs) (laughs) It just gets a little crazy. Uh, That scene where Michelle Pfeiffer is, like what pulling out like rain jackets and then somehow models herself the perfect form-fitting suit yeah uh, it's it's ridiculous but her suit is just amazing yeah it's amazing uh, yeah the, I, I had it at uh, num- uh it was number six uh i was switching back and forth to that but yeah, yeah. The, the end gets a little weird with the army of penguins you know yeah um but uh you know it, it's fine it's fine uh it, it fits that era really well yeah yeah um, I like you know Batman a lot more because it was a lot more grounded and just Nicholson is just on fire in that movie. But anyway, yeah. I, I have Batman Returns at five. What is your number awesome. four? Awesome, awesome. Uh, number four is an animated one, The Long Halloween. Um, there's okay. two parts, but it's it's kind of one of the most immersed Batman's I've seen. And other than the comic, um, the animated series in the '90s, I think it, uh-huh. it encompasses a lot of the Batman villains in. Um, together so uh i think they just did a really good job of bringing everything and it, it kind of has still has that darkness of the the animated series but mm-hmm. uh yeah I, did, I think it was just one of the most immersive batmans i've seen and obviously mm-hmm. anim- being animated it has that advantage but yeah, yeah they did a good job wow okay okay got it so that was your number four my number four is actually uh the movie that we just talked about um the mm-hmm. batman Oof. um yeah i mean it's still great I yeah. enjoyed it very much. There, there were some flaws in it, and uh, I'm hopeful that the next one will be better. And I think it mm. definitely can be. 
Um, I I love to see what Rob Pattinson, you know, what he does with this character, because I still think, you know, even though we talked about some of my issues with the movie and my issues with uh, his character in here, there is plenty of room to grow and to take this version of Bruce Wayne, who, by the way, I I will say one of the coolest shots in the movie is when he takes his mask off and he's got like anime hair and it's so practical. Like, you know, in the movies past, I remember there was one cut of Michael Keaton in Batman returns. You know, he's got like the black eye makeup on under the Batman, you know, cowl, but then he like tears his mask off. You cut away, they cut back and then his eye makeup's gone. It's It's like, (laughs) it's every Batman wore eye makeup. They never explained it and just see Pattinson with them. Like, yes, yes. Thank you. This guy's wearing eye makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Not to keep going back and forth with the, I think, I think the, the dark Knight and and the Batman, but I think everybody has their version of the Batman that they like. And I think they're kind of, uh, and the lack of a better word, uh, drawn to like biased towards towards that, and I think that's kind of where I think most people will kind of divide, choose a side between those two because those two obviously just putting it up there with the Dark Knight is, is it speaks volumes I think for the Batman. So yeah, um, I think yeah, goes there. All right, great. Uh, what is your number three film? Number three is the OG Michael Keaton Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, unbelievably. Um, personifies that era just like batman returns and um you know keaton for a lot of people actually is they're still their number one batman uh to me it's like that batmobile is like speaks volumes to me as a you know batman fan when people first saw that you're like Mm -hmm. what the heck is that so yeah you know everything to um keaton wearing uh jordan sixes as boots uh yeah so it's yeah it all works together yeah uh, by the way, that's Batman Returns. By the way, in Batman. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> Little known I fact. thought it was a. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Because uh, Batman came out in '89. I think that was the year that they had the four. Oh, so you're, they, right. Yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes. We go there, guys. We talk about sneakers. Um, <laughs> yeah. My number three is Batman Begins. Um, mm. I used to have it a little higher, but let's be honest, it, this movie would have been a lot better if they had never cast Kitty Holmes in it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> Just she is just really Ooh. not very good in a couple of these scenes, but um, this Batman movie does what no other Batman movie ever tried to do because it's just so hard to make it believable. Is just show how a normal man um, gets the training that he needs to become something like this, and why he does what he does, and it's done with just perfection because you know never at once did i say oh come on that's cheesy oh that's dumb but rather i'm thinking oh that's how we learn to do that that's how we learn to do that that's how we learn to do that hell of a cast from liam neeson uh, morgan freeman michael kane who is still my favorite alfred by the way um it's just fantastic um and really the thing that i think was so tricky about this movie is the fact that it's non-linear so yeah they said that i like those movies yeah every major motion picture that Nolan has done, maybe not his first independent film, but they mm-hmm. were all pretty much non-linear. So the Dark Knight was his first linear A to B movie. Um, the mm-hmm. Dark Knight, or excuse me, Batman Begins before that um, was completely all over the place, jumping back and forth in time, and it did so perfectly without ever being confusing. Um, yeah. And that's really hard to do, and they did yeah. an amazing job of it. So that yeah. is my number three. What is your yeah. number two? Well, oh, yeah. I wanted to kind of yeah. kind of j- jump to the, the yeah. kind of the groundedness. I think that's a huge uh, difference too. Like when you're saying like, "Oh, this guy, he's able to do that." Like to me, like uh, I'm like, "No way! This is blue flower that oh, yeah. kind of does all this <laughs> yeah. stuff." And and then and still like, come on, like in real, as much as grounded we want the Batman to be, there's no billionaire that'll be like Tony Stark or something, right? Like even create as much money as somebody has. He's not going to like go out in the night with, you know, like, you know, with all these gadgets and fight crime. Like just, it's just not going to happen. But I think um, I say that to just, again, like kind of go back and forth with um, the Batman is (laughs) because I think, I think there's a lot of um, comparisons that um, uh, we're talking about. It's, it's, it's the groundedness is is it what is really more grounded and i think um as good as the batman begins is i think the batman did more of a grounding if that makes oh, sense. oh yeah yeah that's yeah. the batman is definitely more grounded than the nolan yeah. trilogy yeah. for sure 
Um, but at the same time, the Nolan trilogy does try to explain a few things that this movie doesn't. But um, yeah, yeah, n- neither here nor there at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your number two? Number film? two, I think uh, everybody knows, is The Dark Knight by uh, just a little bit um, uh, under the number one obvious. But okay. yeah, I mean, I think I don't think I think we've talked about The Dark Knight to to death, and I think we all love it. Um, it's just those little things. One thing I would say is I think Maggie Gyllenhaal was actually worse than Katie Holmes, so that was actually a bigger, uh, big I, I glaring negative. For that. I liked yeah. her more, but there yeah. are things about her portrayal that just seemed yeah. very off. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, her interactions after the court scene and just, just it was, it seemed almost campy. Um, yeah, if you're not getting shot at, you're not doing your job. <laughs> oh, he's a friend, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is the original Batman. Um, mainly, well, I remember as a kid, I was nine years old. I saw this movie three times in the movie theater, and uh, I, I just didn't know what I was watching because this, to me, is basically set the standard for what another thirty some odd years of comic book movies. Because this is the first one that actually was good. I mean, there have been some really, really bad comic book movies. I'd say before this, even after this, but like. Even from the black suit, I was like, when I remember when I first saw a photo, I was like, holy cow, that suit looks awesome. It's black. It's not yep. like gray. Yeah. Blue. And like blue. Yeah. yeah. Jack Nichols, holy cow, he, he yep. looks incredible as a Joker. Yeah. Like, what's he going to, what kind of, he brought like credibility to this yeah. movie. Yeah. There, there, and there's a level of terror, like terror. Yeah. He's terrifying. Yeah, and a, you yeah. laugh nervously. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that, the Batwing, all his little jokes. It's like, you yeah. want to hit a guy with glasses, would you? He yeah. stole my balloons, just yeah. stuff like that. It's just so perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He set the standard. I've seen that movie a million times. I just think it's funny that he can't turn his head, and it's like they call his name. He's got to turn his old body. That, that's a and little it, yeah. ridiculous. But well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, I think the Dark Knight Rises was a kind of a homage to that. Like you want to be able to turn your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great film. Great yeah. film. And Rob Pattinson can definitely turn his head. Yeah, for sure. All yeah. the way around. Yeah, all the way around. <laughs> just like The Exorcist. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, your number one film, which we basically yeah. know what it is by now. Yeah, I, I will. I'll just say I think it's it's great that after talking it through with you that we um, uh, disagree on like the two of the great films that were were made about Batman, and mm-hmm. I think I think it's good that um, Hollywood has produced uh, uh, creatives and directors who would go and you know create these to life. Um, what fans. Uh, 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 have been wanting all along, and 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 to do that in, in the highest level uh, in Hollywood is, is just amazing. And, and you know, I hope even with as if another director came on and did a whole new version of it, we can um, still appreciate and kind of talk through and just kind of yeah discuss these things. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The Batman, yeah, the Batman. It's it's a freaking noir detective story. Um, just with the Batman story arc, it's it's all about the story arc. So I and I think there's like you said with what they do, I'm excited because there's so much exploration, um, in the, in the complex character that they set up, that I think uh, it's gonna be exciting what they do. Even if it doesn't involve Batman, if it's like just the Penguin or Arkham, um, the, the, the Batman universe is so deep, and that's one reason why it makes Batman one of my favorite characters. Yeah. All right, you know, my number one, and this is no surprise, is, is The Dark Knight. Um, I was blown away when I first saw it. I'm still blown away. I know this movie shot for shot. Um, just the depth of um, the conflict between the Joker and, and Batman here, uh, where one has roles and he thinks that keeps him better than the guys he's chasing down, and the other guy just perf- has no roles, is, is just an agent of chaos, and he is just... His sole goal is to see Batman fall. And that's what he's hired to do. Yep. Shots where like he's burning a pile of money. It's like, I yep. don't care about the money. Yep. I, I, you just empower me. I, like yep. you, you gave me a reason for existing. Yep. Right. Yep. So much like the way good and evil are, are in perfect parallel. The Batman yep. and the Joker are in perfect parallel. It plays yep. that up. Uh, it shows you just how, how much one man is willing to go through and sacrifice to see good done. And how he ultimately just becomes a martyr to uh, save the city. All of these elements are just incredible. And of course, there's that low key. At first, it's low key when um, you know when uh, 
uh, Aaron Eckhart's portrayal of Harvey Dent. When Harvey Dent is kind of, you know, the good guy, then you start seeing little shades, and all of a sudden, the shit hits the fan at the end, and then you're like, oh, shit, they fit Two-Face in here, too? Yep. And then yeah, just oh, how yeah. he goes off the, the reservation. Yeah. For me, it was totally believable, and yet it came out of left field because it was mm-hmm. unpredictable. Yeah. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about, that, that car chase scene in the middle where the where the uh, the tumbler Tru- turns into the bad pod, oh, the yeah. truck flips. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, so this is the scene that I'm, I was talking about. Maybe the Joker kind of let himself get caught. It's it's unclear. I know the Joker planted the guy eventually with the cell phone strapped to himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how much the Joker let himself get caught after the, the big rig scene, I, I don't yeah. really know. Because yeah. he would have had to have known that yeah. Commissioner Gordon was still alive as well. Yeah. I don't really know. But there was yeah. so much push and pull. When you think Batman is ahead and you think the Joker is ahead and yep. you think, oh, this guy is, is ahead. Uh, yep. That's what I felt was missing in the Batman, which mm. it was here. But in either case, your number one, my number one, two really, really yeah. good films. So Yeah. I think, I think I think a big thing is the that Joker is the main Batman villain. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in a way, and not, not to kind of make excuses, but it, 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 you know, that's, that will make a better uh, movie, I think, uh, versus any other Batman villains, if that makes sense. And I think that was kind of what the Dark Knight had. Um, and I no, think, yeah, the, the Riddler is a different. what they did with the Joker, uh, I think. Joker no, yeah, yeah I'm that. not saying yeah. that they didn't. I think they, well, yeah, they, exactly. That's why it, what it makes the Dark Knight so great. I, th- I think like just in, in, in a in comparison thing like yeah. if if Matt Reeves or any like Spielberg or, or somebody took the the Joker like obviously Jack Nicholson like, and um, um, Tim Burton you know they they put the Joker in, and because these characters are so iconic so much depth and like you said Batman and Joker are the opposites you know good and evil that that they're able to come up with a great story if you give it to the like professionals to make it so with the with the Batman it you know, because it wasn't with the Joker, you put anybody else, it kind of leaves a little less against no, Batman. I, I, what are you I completely dis- disagree because yeah. I think there's many ways to do the Joker bad. And this, oh, no, no, I'm not the saying Joker the Joker so different. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Saying I'm saying the other having the Joker villains. in it naturally will lead to professionals making a great movie because they're so iconic arch enemies. Oh, no, 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 no. I think, I think that's the, that's the wrong point. I'm, I'm talking about because the Batman, they didn't use the Joker. Mm-hmm. And they use another villain. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the oh. n- the Dark Knight. Okay, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't the Joker. If they make another Joker, yeah, they could they could make it bad. But the reason one of the reasons the Dark Knight is so good is they made the Joker so great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a negative to Dark uh, to Dark Knight. It's actually the positive. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's why um it that's why the Batman with the Joker or the with the Riddler they made a such a great version of the riddler that's what makes the batman's uh uh great as well mm-hmm. yeah okay very right. cool yeah. all right guys that was our episode sorry if it got a little heated here we we care a lot about our movies uh we'll yeah. be back next week uh or whenever the hell we we are able to record these these days <laughs> who the hell knows well, we're it's doing fun. the best we can people but yeah, yeah uh, next uh, next episode we are going to be reviewing uh licorice pizza with uh will who is returning after uh uh, a nice little wedding and uh, some traveling. And then I'll be reviewing Drive My Car with Cat. So until then, uh, be safe. Uh, since COVID is apparently over, you know, enjoy your freedom and not having to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, by the way. Anyway, have a good week and we'll see you next time. Have a good time. <laughs>